On this DMV Sports Roundtable, for once, Alex Ovechkin and the rest of the Capitals head to the NHL playoffs without having to hear so many of those same old, same olds. Why do you do so well in the regular season, then stumble in the postseason? Why do you play your worst when it matters the most? No more. The Caps are 2018 Stanley Cup champions. They will now try to do it again, just like winger TJ Oshie says. Back to back. Back to back. The Caps start round one with a series against the Carolina Hurricanes at Capital One Arena Thursday night. We've gotten the band back together for this episode. Jamal Bowens, our security guard with the heart of gold and the encyclopedic sports knowledge, our Redskins beat reporter George Wallace, and gambling enthusiast, perhaps even addict, Chris Cheon. Brian McNally, who covers the Caps and more for NBC Sports Washington, is our guest just leaving the Caps practice facility. Alex Ovechkin, as you know, Brian says they're going to do it again. Is he right? It's a tall task for any team, even a team that's heavily favored and this team in the past has been heavily favored to, to win a cup. It's just so difficult. They've played so much hockey the last two years. I would be surprised if they won it all again, but they have the pieces to make a deep run, for sure. And you never know how it's going to break for you. You never know what opponent is going to get banged up and injured and um, you know who's going to get upset. I think they have a decent pass. I like you know, the first round matchup, I like at least their initial path toward uh, advancing, but it's a tall order for sure for uh, for Alex to say that they're going to going to win the whole thing again. That's uh, not easy to do, even for even for the teams that have won a lot the last couple of years, the Blackhawks, the Penguins mm-hmm. repeating is, is very difficult. The Penguins did it and, uh, you know, it, it took a lot for them to, to do that. So we'll we'll see. But. I like their confidence, but it, it's going to be tough. That's disappointing to hear. That's what I. That's what I wanted to hear from you today, Brian. <laughs> you thought that this was the time we made history last year and in, in, in winning the first one, and we could go back to back. I'm going to still be optimistic about it, but I, you know what? Why not though? I mean, you, you've got a team that got the monkey off their back from last year. They don't see. They, they didn't have a, a championship hangover this season. They seem just as as competitive, just as in the mix to win as as any anybody else I never like the fact that if they're favorites or they feel like they have an easy road because this never worked out for them when they back in they have you know their backs against the wall they usually play better like they did last year they were in the top seed and that's wonderful I like it that way for them but if it's not I still want to I still have confidence let's let's give Ovi one more they don't have Kepney that's going to hurt but they always seem that they're able to plug in uh, guys like Juice last year and they're always able to do that, so I always have confidence, even if I don't know who all those guys are. He can't replace Michael Kempney, but it's the same kind of trade that they made, where they, they did a really good job at the deadline this year of adding depth. So if you do have an injury like that, and that was that's a tough injury. Kempney keeps you know keeps almost perfect balance on their on their defense core, mm-hmm. and now they don't really have that in terms of you know left shots, right shots, where where the guys normally play, where they're used to playing. Now they're going to have to switch things around. John Carlson's going to start on the left side. It's like an offensive line, right? Left guard, right guard. Mm-hmm. It may seem exactly the same, but there's footwork and there's a lot of a lot of stuff that goes into it that kind of makes it more difficult. So, um, But having said all that, the Nick Jensen trade that they made in, uh, in February 
does goes a long way to, to kind of helping this team. They're not going to win unless you can replace Nick Backstrom for a couple of games, unless they can replace Tom Wilson for a couple of games. And I, I do think the Caps are, are pretty um, pretty set on being able to do that, which is a, a good thing, and will go a long way toward helping them win another title. Hey, Brian, the big difference from last year right now, obviously, is Barry Trotz and Todd Reardon. I know he was on the bench through at all, and you gained that experience, but what's your thought on him going to the playoffs now? I mean, it's going to come times in the playoffs. I mean, it's different. Everything's taken up a notch. You're going to have to make those decisions. Where do you think Todd Reardon's going to fall in this postseason run for the Capitals as far as his, uh, his first time behind the bench? Yeah, it's a, it's a great question, George, because you don't know how a guy is going to react the quick adjustments. It, it's not, look, everybody's a good tactician. Everybody knows X's and O's and all that stuff. That's fine. It's being able to make quick decisions that don't come across to your team as panicking. He's not going to have that issue in goal because Phoenix Copley, I'm sure, is not going to play in this series unless Braden Holpe gets hurt. So they're going to figure ride or die with Braden Holpe. So goalie isn't an issue. It's the other stuff. It, it's, you know, uh, is is Evgeny Kuznetsov playing well enough? I think he'll be okay. Todd doesn't have that track record, so he's going to have to kind of prove himself in that aspect. Smart enough to make the decisions, but like I said, pressure does funny things to coaching staff and, and to players, and uh, you, you've got to be able to adjust quickly. I think the one thing we'll have this year that they didn't have last year, there was that pressure and you could see it in the fan base when they went down 0-2, and it wasn't it wasn't a kumbaya right. kind of feeling. But you're dealing with a fan base now who is 1-1, and either win, lose, or draw, they're going to come and they're going to feel good. That pressure of having to get that monkey off your back, that gorilla off your back, is not there anymore. You won last year, so I think the fan base will they'll be more at ease probably, and and you might see that reflecting. There's not going to be that tension between the team and fans, and and how that building with those first two games that they lost was kind of here we go it was again. A little, yeah, it was yeah. a little bleak, but yeah, they they did it, they got it done, and I think we're coming in with. It's a clean slate. It's a, okay, we got one. Let's see if we can do it again. It's going to be interesting to see how, too, Brian, how this team plays, knowing that they've, you know, last year was you got by the Penguins and you can kind of relax and play hockey. This mm-hmm. year you're coming in, you're playing with house money, you've had a great season, you won the division again, and, you, you know, you win this series, you get a chance at Trots or the Penguins again. So it's going to be interesting to see how they play this postseason, how relaxed, how just go out there and just play hockey they're going to be now that they've been through it. And I understand everything every year is different i totally understand that but let's face it with this team every year wasn't different because everything was on their mind forever for getting past that hump so it's gonna be interesting to see how they how they they approach this mentally too and i would love to see them we we've seen the penguins that's kind of old hat we've seen it i would love to see trots in the second round well, let's. This we got to get past Carolina first. Let me not be arrogant about. Thank uh, you. That's nice <laughs> about you. those guys. Yeah. But I, I would love. I mean, we we we've, we've battled <laughs> Pittsburgh so many years in a row, and it, it has been great. But that trot storyline coming from him winning last year and then having his team, the Islanders, playing the way that they are playing right now, it. I would love to see that. Let, let's start anew. What do you think, Brian? Who would the team rather face in the second round? Um, they want to see Barry. That's a great question. Yeah, trot. Trotz is like a mirror, yeah. right? I mean, yeah. he, he knows he knows everything, all the strengths, all the weaknesses. He knows, you know, how guys react in situations. Sure. But then again, the Penguins have played them, you exactly. know, three years in a row or whatever it is. So they, they know all that stuff, too. Maybe not quite as inside as Barry. It's tough because the Islanders are so much better defensively than they were last year. 
but they don't have the high-end talent. Right. So who do you want to play? Do you want to play the coach that, that knows you but doesn't necessarily have the game breakers? Sure. Um, you know, those are going to be very – if you get in a series of the Islanders, it's going to be 2-1, 3-2 every game. They're going to play very safe. Both teams are going to be, um, you know, they're not going to take too many chances. They're going to play it tight to the vest and hope, hope they win a 2-1 game. And you're just going to have to accept that. And, they, they you know, this year the, the Islanders showed that against them. The Penguins, uh, there may be some holes starting to, to open up in that roster. And the, the blue line, the, the back end is not, not – not only is it not, like, average, it's not even good. Like, they, they're icing some players that – really shouldn't be out there in a in a Stanley Cup playoff game. And the difference is, though, they have Sidney Crosby. Right, right? Right. They have Matt Murray, who's won a cup. So it may not matter as much. They, they have the high-end talent to make you pay. They did it, obviously, two years in a row to the Caps uh, in 16 and 17. So who do I want to play? I, honestly, I'd probably take my chances with the Penguins at this point. Yeah. Just because I'm just looking at that team and, you know, you got some physical injuries on the blue line as well. And I might go Pittsburgh on that, which is even surprising to hear myself say that. You never say that as someone who's co- right, has covered the Caps. But I don't know. I think I think that's a that's a tough one. I, I I would rather see them than you know the type of game that the Islanders are going to play. You know, in the, in the spirit of not putting the cart before the horse, how difficult is this Carolina series going to be? Is it going to be? Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Six? Thanks, <laughs> <laughs> Caption six, Brian. I would warn people not to overlook this team. Uh, Carolina had most shots on goal of any team in the league this year, guys. They fire the puck from everywhere. In a way, it's completely different. The Caps are like all about quality shots. They're all about getting to parts of the ice where they're really good shooters can take advantage. Carolina doesn't care about that. They have some really talented players, young players, but for the most part, they just funnel pucks to the net. They get to the front of the net. They're going to get deflections. They're going to get those kind of goals. They're going to put a lot of pressure on your blue line, and the Caps kind of have to be ready for that. If you don't get some bounces, some of those, you know, they get 30, 35 shots. Some of those are going in. They hope they can't stop everything. It's just a different philosophy, two completely different philosophies, and the Caps have the talent where they don't have to do that. They can kind of pick and choose their spots. Ultimately, the Caps will win. I think this will be a tougher series than people think. I think this could go seven. And do you think that, it, it, you know, also, too, Carolina's coming in, haven't made the playoffs in a while. They got a first-year head coach as well. I mean, they're kind of just playing, you know, just they're just playing hockey, too. Look, you get a shot at the champs in the first round. Just give it everything you got. It is a, a loose atmosphere, right? They, they've kind of become a viral sensation this year with their, their post-game yeah, celebration. Yeah, the celebration. They, yeah, they haven't made it in 10 years. Uh, so uh, people down there are just excited to be in. Um but they do, and I'll say this too, guys, they do have champions on that roster. Justin Williams has won multiple Stanley Cups. Former Cap obviously had a big impact here when he was here. He won a cup in Carolina. He won championships in L.A. Uh, Jordan Stahl won a cup in Pittsburgh. So the Hurricanes are young. They are good. Like, they have good young talent, and they have guys who know who have been there before. So it's not a completely inexperienced team. Just so I still think the Caps will win, but it's definitely something to keep an eye on if, if you think they're going to just roll uh, roll through it here. Well, I thought since they won the Cup last year, they're supposed to just roll now. Isn't that what's supposed to happen? Yeah, man. I see short memories, everybody. Damn. <laughs> well, uh, that's what I'm afraid of. Everybody's forget all the bad stuff. Yeah, right. Everybody's going to forget that. Everything was great last year they won. Everybody's going to forget all the, the you know the, the hard times this team has had in the past. Know, the great thing about that is we're not on ice. 
Yeah, no, we're it not. doesn't matter what we think. <laughs> That's true. We can think we're going to run through everybody okay. in six games. It doesn't matter because you know what? We're not lacing up any skates and getting on nobody's ice. Speak for yourself. So we're no. g- well, good luck with that. I want to see that one. <laughs> I know you don't. <laughs> hey, Brian, we look forward to your coverage on NBC Sports Washington. Thanks for getting us ready for the uh, the playoffs. Guys, thank you. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Brian. Brian McNally, Thanks, NBC Brian. Sports Washington. As he says on his Twitter feed, it uh, covers the Caps and more. You know, it's, it's more than he just the Caps. He covers everything. He's, yeah, he he's covered every professional yeah. team and college teams, and he's well, done, I, I, done I, it all. The times we spent in Richmond together covering the Redskins yeah. that we can't talk <laughs> well, about. Brian has now been on, what, three to four times? It's safe to say he's, him and Ben Standing are friends of the show now? I hope so. They've been on a few times. I hope they're not, like, you know, coming <laughs> okay. on under duress. <laughs> yeah. So uh, what's going on with Josh Rosen? Is is he coming to the uh, to the Redskins, Georgie? Uh, this, you were just on the phone with a, a station from Phoenix. Our good friend Bob Kemp in Phoenix, Arizona. Yeah. Well, we're, now we're friends. <laughs> uh, just a half an hour ago. Just asking, yeah, just asking about the look. I think, you know, if if the situation presents itself and the the, the Redskins can make it work, I think it's a no-brainer. I do. Yes, you, For a you first do rounder, it. no. Second rounder, I'll make it work. Third rounder, no-brainer. But this the next three years the cap hits total six point two million. Right. They don't have to He's pay the signing year. bonus. He's on the rookie deal, and you've got Keenum and McCoy now anyway in, in camp. So I, I think it's a situation where it doesn't cost them much. And if they can work it out, if he becomes available, right. then I think the Redskins are the, one of we, the top we, teams. We have to tow that line. I would. You know what? I'll give you Keenum in a three. I'll send Kingsbury's boy back to him as a backup. For Kyler Murray, because they have they have a relationship going back. Well, Keenan and McCoy are going to compete for the starting job for your but, team uh, this year, buddy. Yeah, but it, we're talking in terms of Rosen, right? Yeah. If Arizona says we'll take it three, Cliff would like to get a uh, get Case back. Take him. So then, what do you got? You got McCoy, you got and, McCoy Rosen. and Rosen, and you bring you draft and you draft somebody else. I in still the think they can draft. I think nothing's. I think everything's on the table. I still think if somebody's there at fifteen, they'll draft him. The way it's looking now, and the way, as you know, chatter always changes when it comes to people's draft stock when it gets closer to well, the course. draft. Yeah. So now. Everybody's lying now. But, but see, now we're looking realistically, as people would have you think, that Haskins could very well be there at 15. Yeah. Because the language has changed on him. Yeah. So he is now, instead of being the inevitable guy that's going to go after Kyler Murray. Now you get Locke. Now people, some people like Daniel Jones. Do you want Haskins at fifteen? I wouldn't. If you don't make this trade and you don't get Rosen, I would not mind Haskins at fifteen at all. I think I think that's fine. My thing with the whole Rosen thing is it, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah, which oh, which, which is which is something that I never cre- equate with this uh, front office right. or Bruce or anybody else that's got anything to do with those guys, but. If it happens, good. My thing is, let we have all of these Peter King and whoever else. The Redskins are in the, in, in the driver's seat. It's Redskins a bus. Have the team said hi to each other until there are some discussions. Let's ramp all this down. That we're talking about the Redskins are the lead in the clubhouse and the Redskins on the. We can say whatever until. They actually have some discourse, and there is some sort of deal in the works. I don't want to hear about it no more. Yeah, because ha- he's not available yet. No. And, and, and let's stop making a big, he was not available in the waiting room. He was not available uh, to the media on the first. Who cares? Right. 
So mm-hmm. now, now we just picking at anything. Of course, to well, make that's it look what we're like, supposed to do. Is there any other Redskins news kind of floating around? I mean, uh, there's lots of speculation. You I can hearing, always get that. Why am I hearing Muhammad Sanu? Did someone credible say his name, or people just I started talking? Heard, I haven't heard that. I saw that on on Twitter late, like late last night. And I was like, why are people talking about Muhammad Sanu? I didn't see I that. I mean, and, and what attitudes? Well, if they think Muhammad Sanu is going to be the difference, who the hell was talking about Muhammad Sanu? I didn't see it. I just, I, I keep looking. I said, I've not seen anything. I see nobody with blue checks. I didn't see you say a thing. I didn't see John Kime, anybody that I <laughs> listened to. blue checks. Blue checks. Well, you got to have the verified. You got to be verified. Right? Yeah, oh, yeah. I'm, I can't listen to Joe Schmo because he don't know what the hell he's talking about. Nine jo- times Joe out Schmo of may have started that rumor. That's right. That's, that's what it right. sounds like. And that, that's why I'm asking. And George, is, is there anything to this? Because I'm hearing this name, and I don't know where it came from. I mean, I, I see the, the I, I, I can draw my own conclusions between uh, him and, and, and Jay and their time in Cincinnati, but I'm not seeing anything credible of why his name is even in circulation. Mm-hmm. So that's just one. I just wanted to clear that out. Yeah, no, so, I So I can it. just say that's one of those Twitter things where people just started talking, yeah. and someone picked up on it, that's and they like started talking, and the next man started talking, and everybody just started talking out their ass. As we get so close to the draft, silly season really begins, right? It's just, no, you're right. <laughs> anything's possible. Well, everybody you know lies. But, Everybody's lying about everything. and then you Isn't know, that all off-season, though? <laughs> yeah. The, Maybe no, so. Like they say, there's no off-season in football. There's no off-season for silly season. That's that's it starts true. in free agency. It starts with the combine, the draft. It's all silly until know. until something really happens. We got two weeks for the draft. It's kind of crazy. It's happening. We'll get the schedule hopefully next week. We get the preseason schedule. Mm-hmm. Although the, those days are floating, you guys notice. Well, they like just Cleveland it's is the week one, week two. Yeah, the only yeah. ones that yeah. are set is the final game because of TV. But yeah, they'll. It, they're, you know, it'll be Friday or Saturday. I don't think Why, they, we shouldn't even have to put that. We already know it's going to be the Ravens. I don't think we should even have to <laughs> post that anymore. They're in the just neighborhood. Give, just give us the first three. The tenth, be, seventh time. Because I don't, I don't know who those yeah. three are going to be. I know either game three or game four is going to be the Ravens. Which is fine. The Ra- it, How about the fine. Ravens? The Ravens are home for two, and then they travel to Philly and Washington. They don't have to leave the East Coast. Wow. That's nice. What is it? That is nice. For That's preseason. Pretty, especially now, if you get It's going to be interesting to see with the second game being the Bengals at home if the Bengals come to Richmond for that week. That would be nice. Yeah. You you would think. You would, you would think. Because the Ravens and Eagles are doing it. Yeah. I mean, the Browns. So the Browns and the Redskins won't do it week one. But I, I could be in play for the Bengals Jay, uh, week two. Jay should be able to work that yeah. out. Well, they, they should come down. And I think. But now the Marvin's gone. Who Nobody on the show. It still shouldn't I matter. I mean, it, it doesn't matter. But they'll matter. come you to town. Had, you know, the, the thing you is. you got relationships there The still. Redskins have to have a certain amount of days in Richmond. So they can't really travel. Right. To other that's what have them. This, this is this is what you do. You have them come down. You practice, and then Eric Schaefer and and Doug and and, and Allen go in the back room. And when Cincinnati leaves, they leave AJ Green here. <laughs> oh, see how that works? That works. See this? See how? Okay. I'm Will we saying. be uh, watching that through HBO's cameras on Hard Knock? Ah, I don't think so. I don't. I keep getting. I, I, the more and more they skip it, I think. You know what? I think what it, what it is now. Cleveland actually turned around after doing Hard Knocks again. Yeah. So after last season's Hard Knocks, now all of a sudden, Cleveland's looking pretty good. So I don't think that stigma is not really there anymore. They're going to have to do it eventually. Oh, yeah, they're going to make it You're going to have to. You're going to have to. So you know what? I, I just, I don't know. I don't. I don't see there being any time where this team doesn't have something going on. So if you're waiting, for, if Dan's waiting for it to die down, and so it can just be about football, 
I don't think we're ever going to have that. So if you're waiting for a non-controversial or something that they can they can talk about, but you can get you can you can navigate that. Cleveland did it with Josh Gordon last year. Is it look? He's going to be available for this portion. For the rest, yeah, yeah, no cameras on him. Yeah, and if you want to do that with whatever is going on with Reuben Foster, because we still don't have any clarity on that, whatever they they might try to get to with a player that that may be a little uncomfortable. Cleveland shows that you can navigate around it. But if, if the Redskins are waiting for them not to have any sort of nonsense Issues. going on, yeah. that's never going to happen. Never. Not here. So you might just get it over with. Just do it. Why not? Just well, get it if done. they have a new coach next year, they won't have to do it. So, Chris Chion. Hey, guys. The, 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 the band is back together. <laughs> right. The whole gang is in the same room after weeks. Good feeling to be back with <laughs> you, bros, as always. Good to always. see you guys in the same room. And it's funny that we're talking about hard knocks for the Redskins, not any plans of building their roster correctly well, like we, the we Patriots. A little, or, a little oh, earlier. Okay, well, <laughs> I was going to say. You, you came in late and you came in hot. And negative, because I just saw the Patriots <laughs> sign Austin Safarian Jenkins. Just a great on, move. On, wait, Why wait, couldn't wait. the Redskins you, make something like that? You just like that player. You've been I do. I think he's a great 6'6", six, six, big has size. He, what has he been doing lately except bouncing around the NFL. He was in Jacksonville with yes, he was in Blake Jack- Bortles. Then, then before that. He could have put up 10 touchdowns with the Jets had not five of them been called back I'm, due I'm, to a holding penalty I'm or a challenge. Saying, everyone has players they like. That happens sure. to be one of yours. Is, is he going to be a big difference? Who knows? But in, in that system, he can be. He's going to be a pro bowler in that system. I mean, every, I mean, someone every, needs to step in for Everybody was, was going off on Everybody wanted Jared Cook. Why? Jared Cook has been an enigma for how many years have he's been in the NFL? He's got all the tools, physical, everything that you want to tight end. He'll have one breakout game, and then he'll disappear for the next 15. Yeah, I but just every, but everybody Vernon, loves when he's available. Vernon Davis, he's always available. Is he potentially on the chopping oh, yeah. block because yeah, of his be salary? Or a restructure, restructure, okay. or or cut? I, I see people still, still. I understand people are going to be down on Jordan Reed. I get it, and and I'm not going. I can't myself included at this point. Well, you, I've had oh, enough. You've been down. You want to trade him for Josh Rosen? Yes. Jordan Reed? <laughs> no. Then then to answer your question, Dimitri, I would love to see Hard Knocks. But as it stands right now, what's so exciting about this team that I would want to watch well, them on Hard Knocks? Just drama. You know? it's, it's I'll be honest. Here's the thing. The only thing I would want to watch, besides more TV time for George and Richmond. <laughs> yeah. The only, yeah. Get on, the get only on TV. thing I would be curious to see is the actual behind-the-scenes stuff with this team that we don't get to see. Even we don't get to see. Sure. It. Right. With the interactions with Dan and with Bruce and Doug and Jay. It's just more the personalities, I guess. Correct. You're right. Either. On the field, no, yeah. nothing. But even because Josh Norman, you see Josh all the time. Josh is what he, that he's, he's your be what flamboyant, he you know, whatever. You you would you would like to see how Landon Collins integrates. I'd like to see how the Alabama guys all hang out and like exactly. their work ethic and stuff yeah. like even, that. Even I with the say. guys that you mentioned, I could watch that on Hard Knocks and still be like, that's not real. It's true. That's, not <laughs> that's real. true. Yeah. I know that any interaction that, that, that Dan or Bruce and, and, and Doug and Schaefer and whoever else, Jay, whatever they put on that camera is for that camera. Yeah. And I'm not going to look at that Good and be point, like, yeah. oh, oh, they're, they're really. That's how no. they do it. Yeah. No. They really do like each other. No. Hell no. No. That's, that's not it.
So, yeah, I mean, and I guess maybe I would like to maybe see, like, if the Redskins don't address the wide receiver position in the draft. They will. It's a group of, yeah, I think so, they too. Will. I like uh, Paris Campbell potentially maybe in the second round. I think JP wrote about that in his latest. Well, you know what? Receiver, not it's second or not, third, no, not no, first. No, 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 no not first. Okay, okay. Not first. All right, okay. But, but it will be addressed maybe even more than once. Second round, it it depends on what they're looking for. I still hear that they they like their big receivers. So you still well, have... Yeah, they tried that last year, too. They, yeah, but they, they like... Well, they, in free agency. Right. You've got Nikhil Harry. You've got Malcolm uh, uh, Keen Butler from uh, Iowa State. 6'6", 225. It's like a damn tight end. But he's got more run after the catch than the next guy from... Uh, all, and all of those guys from Ole Miss. Take DK out of there, because DK is the first-round pick. A.J. Brown... You get Lodge. They're all huge. But some people like Brown better than Metcalf. They some do. Yeah. Some do. Which he, is crazy. He, well, he's got I, I think what I see in AJ is a better bet route runner and he's got a little more run after catch. I think he can also contribute towards the dance and now throw me the hell off. <laughs> But I think I'll give away all the draft <laughs> secrets. You got two weeks for I, our draft it special. I, it's more. It's more to come. Gotta man. tease the draft all, special. All we doing is scratching the surface. You know how deep we can get on the draft. It's not a deep dive. Debo Sanders. If you're looking for a smaller guy, yeah, Andy Isabella from UMass. Yeah, if, you, yeah. if you want to go a little, I, I like him too. And he won. He ran what a four? Was it four three? It was a good yeah, forty time, like and yeah, yeah. I think he broke all the records flying. at UMass. Did well at the combine. So him, yeah, Debo Samuel. The I, I, there are people that Debo uh, can play inside. He's, he's kind of from like experts that I like follow and whatnot. I think he's fine. Um, it's like wider range of opinions on him, though. I've seen him as low as like the ninth receiver in this draft but class, see, but as high as like four. But the thing is this. There, this receiver class is very deep. Yes, it is. Even if you you got guys that have talent, you can wait till the third. You can wait till yeah. later than that. If you if it depends on what you're looking for, because okay, put a guy like Preston Williams who has had some off the field injuries. Ideal size, speed. He's got what you want, but you can take a flyer late. There's a couple of guys like that. What about your Florida State boy, Brian Burns? I've heard some chatter from I John Kime. I have one Brian at 15. That, that, if, if, if he can if, stay, if, if, if we go, he if won't we be go, there. At 15? I've seen mocks where he's a top 10. There's a, but see, it also fluctuates. Because if he's not there, then that means Montez Sweat Somebody is. else is. That's true. That means Sweat is. Because from what I've seen oh, so man. far, Ja'Kai Polite has plummeted from Florida. Yeah. Farrell's good from Clemson. He's and and his name has been thrown in. JP Finley and I, I think Castley have thrown his. I like him, but if if Burns is there at fifteen, see Edge Rush is another spot in this draft that is pretty deep, especially in the first round. I have no problem with any of them. If 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 Burns is gone before fifteen, more than likely Sweat or or Farrell will be there. I have no problem with either one. And I might, depending on the hamstring or whatever's bothering Polite, if I think, if the medical comes back that 
it's not damning. It's not uh, like torn right. heavily. Because a hamstring, I mean, if you just chill off of it, right? I mean, I never had a major well, hamstring but injury. The hamstrings are funny because hamstrings, yeah. you, you can chill all you want to. It they doesn't linger. matter how long you want to chill. That hamstring is going to repair itself when it's ready when to it's repair ready, itself. Yeah. Yeah. So mm. you can chill however long you think you might want to. And you get back on it, it'll let you know immediately. I'm not ready. Damn. So sit your ass back down. I'm not ready to go. <laughs> but you can come back. I will come back to him if, let's say, you get one in 15 or maybe one in the, in the second round. And let's say he's still there. Like fourth round last year, Maurice Hurst mm-hmm. is still there. Uh, you have guys like Josh Sweat that were still there for the Eagles to pick up in the, mid, in, in the, in the fourth and fifth rounds. If I swing back around and he's still there, in four or five, I'll take them because I need pass rushers. Mm-hmm. And I, at that point, I can take a flyer on that sort of talent at four and five. And now I've got two edge rushers because I don't care what anybody says. And I keep saying this. And I love Ryan Anderson. He is not an NFL pass rusher to me. Yeah. He's not. Yeah. I, I, I'm trying to – the jury's still kind of out for me on that. Um, I would love to see him inside. And I've, I've said this a, a, a few times because he's got a great motor. He's always around the football. He's a short tackler, and he's great against the run. That all to me sounds like you can develop him into a middle linebacker. You cannot, it, you cannot always translate – an edge rusher, especially at Alabama. You have any free rushes he probably had yeah. with Payne and Allen point. and those guys, and Quinn Williams and those guys up front? Just run. You don't have to bend. You don't have to have any sort of moves, no swim, no hand tick, nothing. You just come off the edge and take off and tackle the quarterback. It's that simple at Alabama. If you are a safety, if you are outside linebacker, even a middle linebacker, you've seen Mac Wilson do it. Mm-hmm. Just fly up the middle. Why? Because those dudes up front are moving heaven and earth to get to the quarterback. That's what happens. But no, I'm, I'm not sold on him as that. So I would take two if you can. You need them. What's new in the gambling world, Chi? We always introduce you as our gambling enthusiast. Sure. You got an article you just came out with. I did, about yes. New sports book. And I'm glad that I waited on it. I, I wanted to push it out a couple uh, weeks ago, but there were some developments essentially and more of a time frame as far as when you'll be able to actually get bet in the city. And the fall is looking like for football season. If you want to go down to Capital One Arena, you'll be able to do it there. The app itself, anywhere in the district, earliest looking like January. 2020. So um, that's going to be an exciting time, no doubt. Ted Leonsis has not said definitively it'll be the Green Turtle. I can't imagine that it is not the Green Turtle. Right. I mean, and where else would it be? Right. right. Yeah. NHL playoffs, I personally put in a futures bet for the Tampa Bay Lightning to win it. It does not pay very well. Vegas heavily uh, favoring the Lightning to win the Cup. Actually, the Caps are only third in the Eastern Conference. It's for futures to win the Eastern Conference. It's Tampa, then Boston, then Washington, which I found to be kind of interesting. Explain that to the people that don't know what that means. Sure. So there are odds plus 700, plus 1,000, okay. that a and like numbers. up to like plus 5,000 for teams like the, I'm trying to think of the Carolina Hurricanes, for example. They'll probably have the most favorable odds if you put, you know, 50 bucks on them. You could be making a nice little pretty penny. But a team like Tampa Bay, so heavily favored, you're essentially betting to see I took them to win the Stanley Cup. So I would not get paid out 
on my measly $25 wager. If they don't. If they uh, win the cup, then that's what I earn. I risk okay. 27 for that. Some Somewhere around well, that, was, that. That, that. That's not bad. That, that's a modest nah. enough bet. Yeah. But is, is there a way for people to make those kinds of bets but still be able to, let's say if they don't win the Stanley Cup, let's say they, they get to... Uh, you know, second round or get to you know the the conference championship, something like that. That what is that? Can they make bets like that to pay out in those sort of increments if they instead of swinging for the fences? Yes, they, uh, depends on the book, of course. The one I'm associated with only offers conference cha- uh, winner and Stanley Cup winner, but I think. Very intricate books. If you went down to William Hill in West Virginia, I'd imagine they would have a whole laundry list of things that you could probably wager on. Game one tonight, the series as a whole, mm. so on and so forth. And then you can start doing the the prop bets at some You could point. do NFL stuff right now as well. The Redskins to win the Super Bowl. Uh, put $100 down on that, and uh, <laughs> right. you probably have a car payment. It's so unlikely for I that knew to it. happen. <laughs> um, no, not just a car payment, a whole car paid in a full. Thing, right, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, a lot of exciting things happening. Maryland and Virginia are far away, but D.C., it is coming in the next few months. Are you ahead for the year, personally? I would say that the NFL season was not the greatest to me. I'm still convinced that Vegas lets you win the first couple of weeks of the season to reel you in and say, all right, we're going to give you these soft lines here. You win, you're going to keep betting, and then they take your money right back. It's true, man. Vegas knows everything. And Vegas, ho- I, I should, should not should not ever look at hockey. Hockey wagering is so yeah, difficult. I, I can't. I don't understand hockey no, wagering. It's just no, like not, I like for the rooting interest. But college same basketball. With baseball, same for, with baseball, though, for me. Not as much. Yeah, I, I know a little more, ba- a lot more baseball than I do hockey, but as I watch hockey, I'm still learning certain rules. Yeah, I'm still trying to understand what... It, it, it's hard because they don't call fouls, they don't call penalties when they happen. Well, they do call them when they happen, but then the action isn't taken right then. So the puck is touched up. It's yeah. a delay. So you're sitting there, they've got the penalty up, I'll say, okay, it's a penalty. Oh, yeah. Oh, and I, yeah. I'm sitting here for three minutes with no penalty. Now what's going on? I still don't now totally goes, understand icing, like waving off icing yeah, sometimes. That, I'm like, why is this one waved off as opposed to yeah, that right. one? Icing right. bothers me. Because, okay, I get it. Mm-hmm. But now what's... I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't do well with sports that go backwards. <laughs> Baseball, I'm normally like, the best like in, though. Hockey first is, five innings format. Yeah, like hockey and, 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 and soccer, even though I played soccer growing up, I can get it. If I'm on the field, backwards. I can do it. But football, go forward. Good stuff happens. You go backward, bad stuff's happening. Mm-hmm. Same thing with, with basketball and everything else. But it's those sports that you kick you kick it backwards, you kick it into your own mm-hmm. end. Like, no, you don't want to I scream at the TV. No, get it out, get it out, get it out. But that is sometimes part of the strategy. Sure. Which I, I, I don't get, but it's 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 not for me to get. But I do like my sports going forward. Last, more yeah, sense. last topic, guys. LeBron James says he's stunned to learn that Magic Johnson has stepped down as the president of basketball operations with the Lakers. So anybody who thought maybe LeBron was behind it, ESPN is saying I didn't he's stunned. The, I think that's real. I think that's legit. I don't think anybody really knew the way Magic was talking. I don't. I mean, he even tell Jeannie Bus last yeah, night the, after all the, the meetings they had. I think that's. I think that's probably. That's legit. I think that nobody really knew. I don't think nobody really knew. I what I what I saw on Roto World, which is probably sounds a little more legit because I'm not going to say LeBron ran him off. 
it, he kind of put himself. The Magic made some very questionable moves. If we're gonna look at this, to be honest, mm-hmm. and but they said that his uh, his office hours were a little uh, yeah uh, flexible. You know, hmm. if you get the meaning, he, he wasn't. It's kind of really, like the way Michael Jordan was here, not always he, in the office. Right, he wasn't living present. somewhere else. He was well, out in LA, but exactly. Yeah. But he he wasn't president of the office. He wasn't the, the the kind of presence you want someone to be a president of basketball operations to have and be that hands on. He was not. He was playing a lot of golf. And you know he was he was doing what Magic would do, except he was getting the paycheck from. The and Lakers. that's what Magic wants to get back to doing. It sounds like being Magic. Well, I, I, I thought he was. It sounded like he was already doing it. Well, but if you if going you, on Twitter, the tweeting congratulations, congratulating oh, Russell Wilson. I can tweet again. I like that was hilarious. His tweets are horrible. Ugh. But like his tweets are. I mean, they're they're so bad. They're funny though. Right. They're entertaining because they're terrible. Stephen A. Smith actually had an interesting point. He said. That it sounds like they had come to the agreement they were going to fire Luke Walton, and everybody was on board with that. But Magic yeah. wanted Palenka out too because he was kind of chirping behind his back. I think, and that didn't sound like he yeah. was going to get his way with that. No, so he I, said, I think Palenka now takes over everything. I think he's yeah. already GM. I think the next move, because I, if he's not running it, Jenny has. Shown she's not doing Obviously, that. Obviously, she's not doing She's it, not right. interested in doing it. She stopped doing it years ago uh, when Mitch was there. Then her brother came along and jacked everything up. So if, if Polinka is not going to step into that, keep the GM, and then also take on the title of president, I don't see anyone in-house. Yeah. And I don't think they, they really want to go through that sort of search in a pivotal summer. Because if you're looking for your... Uh, your Durant's, your Kawhi Leonard's, whoever you want to try to lure, and Anthony mm-hmm. Davis, whoever you want to try to lure to L.A. to team up with LeBron, you can't be searching for a president of operations during a, a summer that pivotal when you're trying to build this. Now, if you look at what Magic has done, you let D'Angelo Russell go. Yeah, yeah, he did some, he did some sucker stuff. That you don't do that. To uh, to a, a teammate, a friend of yours, another male. Period. You you, you violated. I get that, but now look at him. He's been he's an all star. Oh yeah, he's an all star. Be killing in Brooklyn this year. You let him go. You 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 whiff on Anthony Davis and getting anybody here for LeBron. You get LeBron here. Uh, you try to replace D'Angelo with Lonzo. That didn't yeah. work. You said that Ingram was untouchable in any sort of trades. He's not doing anything. You let Julius Randle walk. Mm-hmm. He's had a good season. Now you brought in, you got these young guys, LeBron in the middle, then you brought in the four craziest uh, vets <laughs> yeah. you could find on the street. Yeah. yeah. Stevenson, Rondo, Beasley, McGee, JaVale McGee. Yeah, really. So you take Looking those back four, in hindsight, it is that's know, ridiculous. Crazy, right? Even when it happened, I mean, you want LeBron to navigate a locker room with young guys with Kuzma and Ingram and Lonzo over here. These four old crazy asses over here with LeBron in the middle, and LeBron is not a locker room leader. Beat it. I mean, he, he's not. Everywhere he's going outside of Miami when Bosch and Wade were there, every locker room he's been in, there's been some sort of conduit, whether it's him and the coach, whether it's him and Kyrie. There's always something but him and Kevin Love. There's always something bubbling, and he never handles it the way that a locker room leader does. 
some people aren't that. But when you are arguably the greatest player of all time, you just have to be. Mm-hmm. You just you're going to be expected to do that, whether that's you or not. But back to it, Magic. If you look at dead body work he done this year, he's done this year, and I don't think Walton is the problem. I mean, you can fire um, him all you want to. I'm not going to say he's the greatest because I can't go with the Golden State. That Golden State team, they coach themselves. Kerr didn't even – he won, what, 35 games with that team? Then Kerr didn't even coach in the finals. Mike Brown did. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. They coached themselves to a championship. So whatever he did with Golden State means nothing because they're, they're self-coached. Steve Kerr could just sit there and just – yeah, popcorn eats nachos. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he's he's that bad of a coach, but I'm not going to put this on LeBron. Have a good rest of the week, guys. Thanks a lot. All right. All right. The DMV Sports Roundtable is on Apple Podcasts, the Podcast One app, podcastone.com, and WTOP's mobile app. Just tap listen. And for George, Jamal, and Chris, I'm Dimitri. For Skins fans, large and small, all around the world, God help us.